This is your host, Pete Moore, and I am pleased and humbled to announce the launch of my one and only book titled Time to Win Again, 50 Takeaways from Playing and Watching Team Sports to Guarantee Your Business Success. Those of you who know me personally and anyone who listens to Halo Talks for any length of time know that I am an avid sports fan and a big believer in the value of team sports. What I've seen over the past 25 years helping businesses grow, raising capital, being an entrepreneur myself, in coaching and mentoring executives in the sector, it's the lessons learned on the field perfectly apply to business. Entrepreneurs, executives, managers, you name it. Every company that's a strong company has got a good team. It's a quick read. There's awesome illustrations in there from our good friend, Mark, at Cruelty Free Cartoons. If you go to integritysq.com, enter your email address, and we will send you information on the book and the Entrepreneur's Survival Kit as well. Be great. Take names. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I'm also an FDNY honorary fire chief, so take all your used fitness equipment and get it to your local fire station, ASAP. This podcast, I'm here with Pete McCall, friend of mine for several years. We did a podcast prior. He recently launched his new book, which is Ageless Intensity. We are going to start out and talk about his grandparents, Harold and John. So, Pete, why don't you start off here and tell us what inspired you and gave you the authority uh, and wisdom to uh, to write this book. Well, thanks, Pete, and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate what you're doing with Halo Talks and showing how the industry is financed. No, I had two grandparents who grew up in, they grew up as farmers. One grew up in Nebraska, one grew up in, in New Mexico, and neither were afraid of hard work, neither were afraid of physically act, being physically active. But my grandpa, John, who is my, my, my maternal grandfather, had a bad back injury working in a factory. And so as they got older, and it, when, yeah, I got to know them really when they were retired, my grandpa, John, was not that mobile, couldn't do that much. Where I saw my grandpa, Harold, every time we were together, he'd get up, he'd go out for his walk every morning, he'd come back, he'd do his push-ups, he'd do his sit-ups. So I was sitting there, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old, watched my grandpa exercise, you know, and here, here he was in his sixties. And I saw that there's a huge difference in their quality of life as they got older. And my grandpa, John actually ended up having both legs amputated as a result of uh, really bad diabetes because of his limbic mobility. So that's what really kind of got me clued in on, on the fact that you can use exercise to control how you age. Yeah. And, and you've been basically in this your entire career, right? You started off as a, as a floor trainer. Back in the yeah. day, you know, once upon a time, actually, I did the reversing. I actually started out in I, I worked I was working on Capitol Hill. I was working in political political stuff. And, and and the only thing I'll say is you don't want to watch you don't want to watch legislation being made. I've mm-hmm. never seen sausage, but watching the legislative process is not pretty, yeah. especially when you're up close. But I enjoyed my part time gym. At, 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 I enjoyed my part time job at the gym much more than I did the political job. Uh-huh. I ended up. Be, I went into management first. I was in management operations for two years, and I was doing the payroll for all the personal trainers and saw how much money they were making by being able to co- go and come from the club. And here I am in the club nine, ten hours a day, and these guys are making more money than me, uh, having more freedom in their career. And so I decided to leave management and become a personal trainer full time. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the Benjamin Button of the fitness industry. <laughs> he figured it out early on. Follow the money. Uh, anyway, so from a standpoint of, um, you know, putting this book together, you know, obviously the, the storyline in the health club industry has always been, um, you know, come in and lose a certain amount of weight. Uh, now, obviously, people have a lot more information about themselves with their, you know, Apple Watch and want to see results. And, you know, you could give them a prescription like you have in your book, you know, like a, you know, a scorecard and a tracker. You know, do you feel like the 40 to 75 group is going to embrace technology in order to, to solve their own problems? Or do you think like your book and like a movement is going to be, you know, important to do that? Well, I think it's a little bit of everything. And and I think I think people that are really interested in their fitness that really want to, whether they're into triathlons or running or they just want to they just want to look great, they yeah. care about it and they want to do the best things for them and they want to do it the smartest way possible. And the reason why I wrote wrote Ageless Intensity is there's this huge population out there in the gyms of people who are in their 50s and 60s. I'm I'm almost 50. I think you and I are the same age. Yeah. I turned 49 in, in another week or two. Uh, and yeah, and they probably by the way, what? What's that? I mean, you can't. You'll have to have a birthday party now. So I, I'm, I'm waiting for next year. I'll wait for the next year and then, right. then, have, then have the big one. But uh, whatever you're comfortable you look- with, you know, I'm not going to ask you <laughs> what your political. Uh, you know, I'm sure you don't like working out with a mask. So uh, no, not at all. Um, but when you look at it, when when you look at, it, there's a huge population out there of people that that are you know between our age and seventy who've had a health health club membership their entire career and they still want to get after it. They still want to train hard. They still want to look good and they want to, they want to rock and roll, but they, they just don't, there's not a lot of information. There's not a lot of research out there yet on people who are fit in their sixties and seventies. So what do they get? They get the information of like, go easy, take it easy. You know, don't do this, don't do that. When in reality, if they've been working out for 40 years, they can keep still keep doing the same thing. They just have to focus a little bit more on the recovery on the back end. So give us some, you know, you're one of these people that you kind of see what's around the corner and say, okay, let me kind of give you a roadmap on how to get there. Like workout recovery is an example, you know, three years ago, four years ago, we we got involved in an infrared sauna technology company. Now it's like, you know, no one asks you what's an infrared sauna four years ago. They asked you what infrared sauna is. So it's like, uh, you know, people talking about salt rooms right now. Um, that we're talking about five years ago, you know, so like this idea of like ageless intensity, you know, how, how have you kind of thought through how this gets rolled out and scaled? Well, the main thing is I wrote it. I honestly wrote it as a blueprint for other trainers, for personal trainers and for facility operators and program developers, because I think the big missing piece and what facility operators can do is they can say, if they have a, if they have a high intensity, small group program, they can market that as, as like an anti-aging, as an anti-aging solution or as a way to maintain your youth. And because if when people come into the gym, if they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s even, and they're fit, I see that here all the time in Southern California. I see retired Marines in their 70s still banging out pull-ups and push-ups at the YMCA. You yeah. know, these guys don't want to slow down. But what it is, it's, it's a prescription for like, okay, you can take these people, get them involved in high-intensity activities, help them learn how to do the proper recovery to set them up on the right schedule. Cause that's the other thing too, is once you get to a certain age, you only need to do two or three high intensity workouts a week. And that's really where people go off the rails. They think high intensity, okay, I should do this every day. And it's like, no, no, no. Especially if you're over 50 or over 60, you should still do high intensity, but maybe two or three times a week, depending on how well you sleep, your nutrition, 
and all that. And we know so much more about it. To your point, we know so much more about sleep. We knew so much more about nutrition and their role in recovery than we did even seven, eight years ago. And that really is changing. That's, that's changing the game and how we can use exercise to control aging. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, um, just do a couple of analogies here. You, you think about all the technology we have, like GPS on your phone, like that was all military, right? And then it yeah. was commercialized. Um, if you think about like watching these Olympic swimmers, like breaking world records, you know, that's about like watching, you know, all the data uh, and all the different camera angles and like the, the speed down to the millisecond. Um, and at some point that's going to become available to everyone. You know, so th this idea of, hey, I can actually give you a prescription. We can look at your data. We can curate, you know, the uh, the optimal nutrition plan and exercise regimen. And it's based on science. And it's also obviously based on your, your own personal motivation, which is probably the bigger problem. Give me, give us a couple of minutes on, okay, I'm a personal trainer. I agree 100%. This is the market that has money to spend on their health. They will show up at the gym. Um, because they've been doing it for 30 years. So they're not just going to go, you know, uh, let me go put my Roku on and find an exercise video at home. And yeah, I want to make more money. So help me what, give, give us like the steps of what they do to, to kind of embrace this. Well, and, and that's no, that's a great question because here, here's the thing. You got to look at, you're, you're talking about all the variables and all the data metrics, right? Well, there, there are companies out there that, that, that are starting to look at the fitness industry. Um, Viome is a company that will test your gut bacteria. And they have they have a dashboard now. Sort of, if if you if you're my client and you go do a Viome test and you get your information back, you and I can look at your your dashboard and say, all right, we need to do your high in this, your low in this. We need to set up a program to bring this down and elevate this up. And then um, Inside Tracker, Inside Tracker is another one that Inside Tracker tests your blood again, looking at different biomarkers. So there are different companies out there. Viome and Inside Tracker are just two of them that are starting to give us information. It's, it's like looking at a dashboard for how your body is. Right. That really is. So if you have that with a tracker that can track your heart rate variability, that can track your sleep, whether it's a Whoop, an Apple Watch, whatever, whatever you want to use, that's all data points to say, all right. And the cool thing is those, those, per, those programs, Viome and Inside Tracker, can give you an estimate of your biological age. So if you start, if, if I start working with you and your biological age comes in at say 54, even though your chronological age might be a little bit lower, after an eight or 10 week program, we should be able to do a retest and you, we should see a significant drop in your, in your biological age. And that's based on all your biomarkers, whether, whether you're looking at, at the gut biome through Viome or whether you're looking at the blood markers through Inside Tracker. Mm -hmm. The main thing is that you're getting more data points and by looking at high intensity exercise, by understanding how to apply recovery, you're getting the science of like, hey, this is how the body adapts to it. I mean, that's the cool thing, right? Is is we're we're in the demographic of where our testosterone should be dropping, right? Because mm -hmm. we lose men can lose one to three percent testosterone per year over the age of thirty-five. When does it so when does it run out? Like when you're sixty? Like well, I don't, but here, here's a cool here's a cool thing. Hit there are studies that show there's a study that did uh, four minute hit intervals for men in their sixties and seventies, yeah. and the four minute hit intervals elevated their testosterone. There's a different study that that had groups of men in their sixties in their 30s, like in their 30s and 40s and in their 20s. And all three groups, even the older group, raised their testosterone at the same ratio based on the strength training program. So it just there needs to be a consistent application of strength training and the proper nutrition. 
and and men in their 70s and 80s should be able be able to elevate testosterone just naturally without having to do a TRT from a from a medical professional. All right, so let's make a public service announcement to everyone right now: Do not buy Nugenics from Doug Flutie and Frank Thomas at your local GNC. Just stick with the program, and we can fix you naturally. We'll get your testosterone back up. Just hit the gym; it's already in your body. We just got to release it. Hit, hit the gym, but it's seriously hit the gym, um, eat, eat whole, eat, eat good fats, like the, the poly and monounsaturated fats. And here's another thing that people should be looking at is I don't know if you guys are aware of blood flow restriction, uh, BFR or occlusion training. Um, but there's a group, uh, Dr. Jim, uh, straight Gunderson out of, uh, out of Utah. I think he's out of Utah. He's, a, he's been a phys- physiologist, a medical doctor working with Olympic athletes for years. And BFR training is it, it, it reduces blood flow, but it creates metabolic stress. So it significantly elevates growth hormone and IGF. So people in their 60s and 70s yeah. can use blood flow restriction to elevate their their hormones like 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 uh, growth factors and insulin like growth factors huh. and growth hormone without having to lift a lot of weights. So if you if you want to get big and get muscles, I mean that he's Jim Jim is getting Dr. Jim is getting significant results on that. It's pretty. It was one of those things when I first heard about occlusion training 10, 15 years ago, it sounded kind of sketchy because you're using blood pressure cuffs to reduce blood flow, but he's mm-hmm. created a whole system. Uh, he has bands now that he's created a whole system of it works. Cool. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. So all the, there are all these different things coming out that can really be used along with exercise to, to really mitigate aging. So what's your, what's your book launch release given that we're, you know, kind of on the tail end of pandemic here, um, who are some of the key groups or training organizations that are going to, that people can find this at, or that you're infusing this into, or what's in some of the next steps? How can we get this out with the audience here? Yeah, no, it's being released. Uh, Human Kinetics is a publisher. So what we wrote it for, it kind of bridges the gap Um, with Human Kinetics. I'm writing it for fitness professionals, but I'm also writing it for the educated consumers. So they can get it anywhere they get books. I mean, it should be at Barnes and Noble. If you like going in the old fashioned um, brick and mortar retailer, you can definitely get it on Amazon. The pre-sale has been doing really well on Amazon. I'll be out at a couple of fitness conferences. I know you had your friend Sarah on recently. I'm doing a few of Sarah's shows later this year oh, where cool. I'll be I'll be uh, doing a couple of sessions on on how to use exercise to slow down aging. And she's really done a great job of, of kind of adding that in, of building her education around that, of how to do that. So it's going out, it's going out through all the different programs. I, I've already did uh, IDEA, the, the Association of Fitness Professionals has a podcast. I've, I've talked to them. And I'm trying to get I'm trying to get an excerpt into men's health, so I'm working on that to get to get a part of it in men's health as well. So I'm just trying to get it out there, and I want it to be a resource for people who don't want to slow down. This is also for all the Gen Xers, right? All that if I go if we go to a skate park here, Pete, if you if well if you're you're in a Manhattan Beach right now, but if you go down to the beach or you go to a safe skate park before 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. any morning, you're going to see guys our age. They're going to have gray hair. They're going to have maybe a little bit extra weight around their bellies but they're still shredding that skate park or they're still shredding the, the waves and they don't want to slow down, even though they might be in their fifties or sixties. Yeah. No, these guys are surfing here every morning. Some guy was said, I mean, he told me he's like an Olympic surfer and now he's like 80 and he's going out there walking down that, you know, surfboard. And it's, it's obviously that's his, that's his regimen and it's working for 80 years. So why yeah, change I, it? You know? And I want people, my definition of fitness is having the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And so by staying fit and doing the high intensity training a couple times a week, it really can slow down and, and reduce the effects of aging. Yeah. Hey Dave, you got to send Pete the, um, remember that Christmas, um, where the guy's working out in his, uh, 
it was like in in uh, Norway or something. The guy, that old guy, is working out. He's like picking things up, and he was oh, like, "Oh yeah, yep, yep." He was like train. This guy was training to pick up his granddaughter. Yeah, ad. Yeah, really moving. Ad. But you yep. might want to put that up. Is like one on one of your you know, like want to make sure you don't have to get to this point. Like you could just be prepared for this for the rest of your life. When you see it, you'll, you'll like, put that in the the show notes. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Um, so, you know, just in closing here, what else, uh, have you been seeing any other trends in the industry or, you know, you got a lot of health club and studio operators, uh, as part of our audience here. So any takeaways on what you've, you know, seen working for other people, um, things that they should be thinking about or focused on? Well, the cool thing is, so I, I do a lot of work with uh, core health and fitness, and core health and fitness is Nautilus, Stairmaster, Star Trek, Schwinn, and Throwdown. And I'm, I'm their senior educator for the Nautilus and Stairmaster brands. And what we're hearing is that people are coming back into the gyms. What some of our some of our customers have told us, and what some of the operators have told us, is they're they're at almost pre-COVID numbers right now. So I think what we're going to see going forward is that people like, they like the virtual workouts because, hey, I I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to drive across town. I don't have to look for parking space. I can get a quick workout at home, but they really, they enjoy the engagement. They enjoy the activity at a a facility, at a club. So I'm really bullish on health clubs. I'm really, I'm I'm a big fan of health clubs. I love your idea. You mentioned this on my podcast not long ago. I love the idea of health clubs becoming like a marketplace where they'll integrate now that Peloton has bought Precore and has all the distribution channels that Precore has in the clubs, I would not be surprised to see that various clubs become like Peloton showrooms or become showrooms for some of the virtual workouts. I think you're right on the money with that. I think we're going to see some of that. I also think for the younger generation, I think virtual, I think VR, virtual reality workouts are really going to make a huge impact. Now, for old school guys like us, I love gripping a barbell. I love swinging a kettlebell. VR might not be my cup of tea, but I fully recognize that to get those consumers under the age of 25 who've all grown up on the iPad and iPhone, that clubs are going to have to have some sort of VR uh, virtual reality, uh, virtual reality component if they want to be attractive to those individuals. So it's going to be, yeah, that's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty sick because if you think about all the changes in content, even just like the background and your ability to immerse yourself, like ideally the, you do the VR, but you do it inside of a club. So you have the audio, you know, and like the club should really think of themselves as like a, you know, like a kick-ass movie theater. You know, the reason why you go to movie theaters, cause they got the best seats, right? So you can recline. Um, you have to bring somebody back to your house. Uh, and just watch it on your television and you're creating an experience with like the most badass, you know, sound system and, and visual. So I think the club should think about themselves as arenas and have the technology there and force someone to come there because it's a better experience, but we're going to use the technology. If you can't come, just pop your headset on and do it from home. And see, I think that's the right thing. And the other thing too, that I think that clubs, if, if club clubs that want to thrive in the next five to 10 years, should really take that. I think Lifetime was already coming out with this before the pandemic, where Lifetime was putting work uh, work facilities like WeWork facilities in some of their newer locations. Because as an independent contractor myself, I, I go from the club, I go do a workout at a club in the morning, but then I go to a library or I go to a WeWork facility or I go to a, a coffee shop to do some work, maybe make a couple calls. But if, if I had a health club, if I was a member of Lifetime that had one of those work from home facilities, remote working facilities, I would hang out there for a couple more hours. I'd spend more money at the at, at the at the desk at the uh, at the 
at the food stand. I buy a couple shakes, maybe buy a snack. And I really think the health club has become like the community center going forward because people are going to be using it as a way to like, hey, just go out and meet like-minded people. Awesome. Well, look, man, we appreciate everything you're doing for the industry. I'm psyched to help you with your uh, book launch. You know, let's get everything in the show notes here. We'll see you at Ursa, I'm assuming, in Dallas. Um, and, um, yeah, let's keep people healthy. And, you know, these types of books kind of show people, here's what the future looks like. And here's like a highway to get there. So encourage exactly. everybody to uh, take a look at the book. Also, given our uh, ADD mentality, once you get those videos up on YouTube, let's get that sent around. And uh, appreciate everything you do for the industry. Hey, I, likewise, I like what you're doing, man. I'm, a, I'm an economics. I was an economics major in college, so I love hearing about the back end finance and what we do in the industry. That's always been an area of interest of mine. So keep keep rocking with the Halo Talks. You you're doing it. a great job. Awesome, man. All right, man. I'll see you in person. Hey, and, right. a, and, a, and a pretty happy birthday to you. <laughs> All right, thanks. I appreciate it. Take care, All right, guys. Later, bud. Bye. Bye.